Hello, hello, hello again. Welcome back to another episode of Meet Me in My Room. Thank you for joining me for episode 10. I'm really, really excited about this today. Um, I've got a very special guest, as all my guests are. Ray is here with us today. Um, Ray, please tell us a little bit about yourself. What's up? Hello, hello, hello. My name is Raymond. I'm 29. I live in Los Angeles, and I'm gay as fuck. What's your zodiac sign? Oh, <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> oh, you're an Aquarius. Okay, I didn't know that about you. Interesting, interesting. Uh, um, yes, okay, so Aquarius, Sun, Leo, Moon, and Gemini rising. Oh, that's dramatic and chaotic. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a um, Libra, Sun, Libra rising, Leo, Moon. Which is also okay. <laughs> also chaotic, um, but um, Leos are in the same place. right? Exactly, exactly. Leos are in the same place. Love that for us. Um, so today we will be talking about um, today we're talking about gay love, but more specifically, um, we're talking about like the the um, challenges when it comes to accessibility, um, as well as some of just our lived experience with uh, you know dating in the gay community. So start by asking you mr raymond can you tell us a little bit about your experience with love and and dating in the gay community yeah of course so i feel like when it uh comes to me with uh dating and trying to find like what that is and what that means for me within the gay community mm-hmm. um i've noticed that i'm kind of a black sheep almost where i I'm always looking for commitment, a partnership, mm-hmm. something that'll last. I'm not a casual dater. Right. Um, maybe in my past I was just to like find out what I liked, what I disliked, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all the relationships I've been in have been uh, long term, you know? Yeah. I don't do like, little sneaky links. <laughs> Those little. <laughs> Those little one week relationships, that's, right? You know, that's mm-hmm. just not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. You feel that, like, um, like is that something that kind of started happening? Just kind of came as you got older, or were you always more, even you know, in your younger days, were you always more um, interested in like the long term and the like? Was that always your goal? Yeah, I think my goal has always just kind of been like the i the general idea of just like. The white picket fence, you know, mm-hmm. the kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> the house, <Absolutely. right. laughs> you know, yeah. the pets and like all that. That's always uh, been my shtick. Yeah. Um, even even within the very first relationship that I was in, I think I may have been like maybe 20, 21 at the time. Yeah. And that relationship uh, lasted three years. Right. So I've always just been, you know, incredibly focused on having something that lasts. Right. Or, you know, I don't want to say, like, having something that lasts because it's, like, obviously it didn't, you know? Yeah. But I do want to make a genuine connection, I right. suppose, is a few choice of words. Right, right. And do you feel like, like, I, I feel like, um, I mean, like in my own experience, I, I'm, I'm very similar. Like, I don't really understand, like, 
dating for fun like i i'm like i don't want to do that <laughs> if we're dating right. we're getting married <laughs> so um, uh-huh. like i'm very much i'm just i'm very much somebody who's like um like i if if we go out and i like you then I, i've planned our wedding you know what i mean in my head by the end of the day like yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. where i'm at so i you know not that that's anyone's problem or anything per se but like you know i don't i don't want to date um I don't want to date the way that I I feel a lot of people, a lot of men in our community, you know, date. Um, and and I and I think that like I'm I'm kind of starting to feel like um, not like it's hopeless or anything like that because that's really dark. But sometimes it's it's really I feel like it can be really challenging like navigating because there are people like us who have this mindset of like the white picket fence and the dog and the or cats maybe for you and, and the the whole right and the the whole kind of experience um Mm -hmm. but it seems i think sometimes it can seem so far out of reach because um it seems like it can feel like you know you're the only person or you know there's just so few people that that have that mentality or 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 that want that and that's not necessarily the case that you know i'm sure there are plenty of people who want that but I, i think it's really um you know we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier when we were chatting about like not having healthy examples to like look up to or, or when it comes to like gay love and not understanding not even seeing right. it enough to believe that it's something that we can almost acquire sometimes mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i think it's a multitude of that i think it's not having um the examples of what like gay love looks like you know like a lot of our first time seeing two men together is within porn you right. know mm-hmm. and then there's like the social aspect of it right where it's like we kind of fear that we're going to be looked at differently or judged differently just for being outside and holding hands right mm-hmm. so there's a lot of contributing factors to like why it would almost just seem better to just casually date right um, <laughs> You know, just a lot with, like, how our upbringing is within the gay community, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm very thankful that gears are starting to shift. Right. Especially within the realm of entertainment, where you do see, um, you know, like, a couple that is gay on the mm-hmm. big screen, and it's not a joke. Right. Or it's not like used as the comedic factor right or like a token gay character right it's something uh real and sustainable so i'm glad um that's starting to happen yeah um i also feel like one of the you know the factors are when it comes to like just finding gay love and you know being younger gay understanding love um do you remember the, the the time i feel like especially being younger where like gender roles where gender roles were like super super enforced on and i'm sure they still are but you know at the time i feel like especially there was a time where like you know if you decided when you were young that you were a bottom like you were the girl of the relationship quote unquote you know and then if you're the top you're like the man of the relationship and there was these weird like gender roles that we put on one another even as the same gender like um that i feel like was another layer of like navigating right because then like we are almost we're trying to mirror like heterosexual relationships and we can't, <laughs> but we're trying to like, it's like, we are trying to mirror that. And um, I feel like that just makes navigating 
the whole experience like that much more challenging because we're trying to you know emulate the only thing that we we see right the only thing that we know um yeah um i think a lot of that applies to how we want to love in general mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and i think with that we could kind of get caught up into thinking a specific gender does this and that right you know? mm -hmm. Because I, you know, I typically do find myself to be the dominant one, you right. know, mm -hmm. but I feel like that's more so how I love and how I show my appreciation right. versus asserting my uh, masculinity. Right. Because I always say that I, I feel like masculinity is like, it's such like a multifaceted word mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it, it has so like much into it you know mm -hmm. like i am one of those people that does feel that you know masculinity could be toxic but i'm Absolutely. also one of those people that feels that masculinity could be beautiful mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i think it all boils down to uh ego for sure right uh because you could be masculine with an ego, but then you could be masculine without an ego. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those, those look like entirely um, two different things. Yeah. Like you could have like the blockhead dude, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's like crushing like beer cans on his forehead. You know what I mean? Uh huh. <laughs> Yikes. And then you could have, and then you could have me, and I'm over here drinking a Capri Sun. <laughs> it's so funny and listeners it's especially funny because if you see raymond he's like a big dude like he's like a big strong <laughs> dude over there drinking capri suns like <laughs> the imagery <laughs> is sending me <laughs> yeah and i feel like i feel like even that's something to touch on too um with like appearances you yeah. know mm -hmm. like, i like i do have this certain appearance towards me you know yeah and people will kind of like s definitely like just switch to like oh like he's this like strong man you know right yeah or, like this, that and it's just like i literally play video games and watch tv all day. <laughs> <laughs> right it goes back to like the you black shit comment you made right I'm, yeah i'm not like interested in being what society tells me to be as a man yeah. like that is just that's not my interest in any shape way or form mm -hmm. um i've very i very much come to the conclusion that like i'm i'm not necessarily the man in the relationship i'm not you know all these things mm -hmm. that one could suppose that I am just by looking at me. Yeah. Like I always will just say that I'm Raymond. Right. Ooh. That, that's something that can't necessarily just be explained. You right. know? Mm -hmm. but I'm Raymond. I love the way that I love. You yeah. know? Yeah. I don't like I don't necessarily like saying that I'm the dominant one in the relationship because dominant is a word that, you know, it's not my definition. You right. Know? Yeah. I could say I'm dominant in the relationship, and that definition could mean so much to somebody listening right now. But if I say that, you know, I'm Raymond, that's me. 
that's my definition. Yeah. That's my life. Mm. Mm, that's spicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think, I think like when it comes to, um, like you said, appearances, like there's always, there are always assumptions and like, we love to say like, we don't judge books by the cover, but we do. I, I think that it can be really toxic in, in the sense that like, we don't often, we're not often able to separate like an initial judgment from like someone's actual character so it's like yeah. oh like you said like you look like this this must be who you are you know like yeah, you can only be exactly. this person because this is what you look like like i think that in my experiences like when it's come to myself and you know also you know going on appearance like i think that people often have very uh specific expectations about the person that i'm going to be and you know the kind of person i'm going to be in a relationship or what role i'm going to play etc and mm -hmm. um it's just always an interesting place to navigate because I'm never excellent is never that whatever the expectation is going to be like it's it's very you know and similar to you like I'm I'm in my bed playing video games like people like people think I have like all these holes and I'm like you know like banging all these dudes I'm like I a, couldn't tell you the last time I had sex and b um literally just want to play <laughs> Grand Theft Auto like you know like it's not I'm I'm like binging Lucky. anime at night till like three o'clock in the morning you know what I mean like this is not i guess the, the expected you know what i'm supposed to be because i'm like i look a certain way um yeah i think a lot of that too has to also deal with us being black right because just with that like right out of the gate yep. like we're a fetish yeah absolutely like we have a we have a whole um porn category for us called bbc Wait, you know it, I mean? oh god yeah which is so wild <laughs> like why do we have a category <laughs> it's like we're like you know like and that's something that like i feel too like when i was uh dating you know yeah. like i feel like people were just almost like attracted to me just because i am black yeah you know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like you want to roll with that but as we've discussed prior, my vision is completely different with dating, you know? Mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, like I've, I've had people tell me just like right off the bat where I could be like, well, what's the first thing you noticed about me? And they're like, well, you're black. That's so weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost, almost like you've like won like a trophy or yeah. like a prize. And it's just like at the, like, yes, I'm black, but it's like, I feel like they more so want that just as the picture. Yeah. You feel? Yeah. Versus actually like learning about the culture and Your learning about our history, mm -hmm. where we're from. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of like, you just kind of, it's kind of just like the arm candy type of deal, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but absolutely. I would for sure like, want my partner and you know even my partner now like we do have uh conversations about uh me being black and what that means and mm. our history and my family and that is what i want from um a partner who is getting into me because to get into me is to get into my culture right yeah, that's that's really important. I think that like uh, this is something that I've I've always struggled. Like I've I don't date like outside of black men, um, and mm -hmm. and it's not that I would never, 
because I've like definitely like talked to people that were not black and like been attracted to people not like white men, but like you know whatever. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but it, it always goes goes back to like lived experience for me, you know, like when you're black and you come from a certain like economic background and you know you you have come from certain places like you you navigate your life in a very particular way that people who yeah. have not had that experience like tend to not understand so i think it's important mm-hmm. like for me to know that somebody is not only willing to learn but willing to acknowledge the fact that they don't know things you know what i mean and that they yeah. they don't know my experiences mm-hmm. like i would i like if you ask me the first thing I notice about you as a black person, you no black person's ever gonna be like the fact that you're black. Like that's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Right. Like, but like again, like people are people fetishize us and people expect a certain role to be fulfilled and get excited over simply dating a black guy. You know, it's like filling that filling that card, like ticking the tick ticking that off the box, like, oh, like beg me a black man. And it's weird, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's why it's always been a goal of mine to be, you know, extremely careful when I do date, you know, Mm -hmm. because even if like, it's not said, it could be underlying Mm -hmm. on the other side's part, you know? Yeah. So I've always looked um, for somebody that was going to you know, actually consider me and validate me outside of just how I look, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and actually mm-hmm. like have a love and a compassion for my culture because since I am that person um, that wants the fence and the kids, you right. know, like yeah. my kids are going to be black, you know, right. mm-hmm. and there's going to be things that's going to need to be explained from myself, but also from my partner about, you know, our kids, like, you know, the talks, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And those talks are going to have to be given to our kids. And I couldn't necessarily have a partner that did not understand that. Right. Um. So I want to kind of like flip this a little, not flip it, but like, you know, bring it somewhere for a minute. I, f- <laughs> I feel like there's this, there's this, weird thing that happens um because like when you're growing up and you start to like you know get more into the culture the gay culture um mm-hmm. you start to you know when you, you start to like you said there's that like constant pressure to be pretty all the time like to be look good all the time right and i think yeah. that um i think that for some of us we that distracts us because then we we like you know we believe it and we we strive to always kind of make that happen because that's that's what we're kind of being shown that we have to do. But I find that like in my experience of the past, like um, navigating, you know, trying to find something like more serious or long term um, has has been challenging because the objective for so many men, and I think especially when it comes to um, just dating certain types of men, the objective is so often sex that like there's not um there's not often like a foundation around that you know what i mean and 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 like i feel like if you look a certain way the expectation is more so sex and that's weird yeah one 100 and i think that goes back to you know yours and mine's like core values you know and it's not necessarily to say that um you know if you are out there uh looking for sex or just intimacy like that 
you know, um, that's not necessarily wrong either. Right. Because shit, at least you're being clear with what the fuck you want. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, for us, it does prove a difficulty. Right. Um, within uh, the dating community, but it's also a good thing because I feel we don't get caught up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I like we like I just feel like we would know, you know, like we wouldn't be like, yeah. like we ain't gonna let nobody get like the jump on us, <laughs> right? No, exactly. <laughs> you but, know what I mean? Yeah, but <laughs> you, like for me, like thinking back, like I like now, it's like yeah, absolutely not. Like y'all aren't playing with me; I'm playing with you. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I, you know, as a younger gay, you know, when you're you're a lot more susceptible and like naive to things, and for me at least like i i did i did get caught up you know I, I, there, there was times that i got yeah. caught up and i did allow um yeah you know people with, with certain mindsets that or, or or maybe even just things that didn't align with me i still kind of fell into certain traps because again like sometimes you're almost made to feel like that's the only way you know you'll find a partner or you'll find love and that in 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 our community is like through these things you know so like sex often comes yeah. before like the connection building and like don't get me wrong like i've been right. a hoe like i have been a hoe like <laughs> after my last relationship and i moved out on my own i was throwing it back okay on the regular <laughs> but that was my motive that was my motive at the time you know what i mean i wasn't looking for mm-hmm. i was in a relationship for almost four years i wasn't looking for you know something immediately long term i was looking for something like yeah. temporarily gratifying and validating and you know that's that was my goal at the time um you said I'm here for a good time, though. Long time. <laughs> exactly. That was exactly <laughs> what I was saying. Um, and and I feel like um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that during that time. That was like okay. I made the choice. I'm gonna be a hoe. I'm gonna do my thing. Um, but you know, times prior to that, where I, you know I was really looking to just be in something that was serious and I was really craving like that, that feeling because at the time, you know, again, being a young gay, I hadn't, I had been in, in, in a yeah. serious relationship, but it, it, like after that, I wanted something else. You know, I wanted something again. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I got caught up in like the sex trap with guys who were like, I was young yeah. and pretty and they would take advantage of, of, of my like, you know, actual needs mm-hmm. by like via sex. And like, I, I, I it's, it's like, you know, now Have you we... ever felt that dudes kind of sense that um, you were the type that wanted something real and they would kind of shift their narrative for sure in order to like get you to lay down? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's like yeah. top like scummy dude thing. But absolutely. They've like yeah. shifted their narrative to exactly to get in bed. And then it's like things are not the same after. And like I'm a very good detacher yeah. and a very good like i'm very good with like compartmentalizing but like again mm-hmm. i catch feelings immediately so like yeah. those yeah. those they situations hurt. yeah they yeah they hurt and they they, they kind of jade you you know because again especially when you're younger yeah. and you're naive, you start to believe that this is just what gay dating is and you you again we're we're teaching ourselves how, how to yeah. navigate it so we end up in like all these weird situations and traps and whatever because like we're doing it kind of on our own you know and that's when you start to feel more like a body than a mind. Exactly. Because the only time you are getting any type of attention, it's the physical. Yeah. Exactly. Even so if it starts off. I feel like when we do get into that cycle, and I think that's like 
I think a lot of uh, gay dudes are a victim to that cycle, you For know, sure. mm-hmm. where they feel where they feel like this is all I'm worth, you mm-hmm. know. And it's like I I feel like you know I feel like anybody wants love, you know. Yeah, I feel like almost everybody wants that one person. You know, I could be wrong, right. but I do feel that like everybody wants to kind of just be happy with somebody but i think that's hard to envision for oneself when you're only getting uh attention when you are doing the physical or posting the physical right exactly it's like the other things you know when you're not when you're not seen for like your other you know talents and things like that like you you start to um I feel like you start to see you only start to see yourself from that same lens and you you start to believe that even if it's just subconsciously that like that's all you have to offer which is crazy mm-hmm. but it's so many gay men are, are are in that cycle or in that trap um yeah. and I think the only way to you know kind of get out of that is to to accept that you do want to find love and to I don't know be intentional about that um, and that you deserve something that you want. You deserve the thing that you want. You know, you deserve yeah. the white picket fence. You deserve love beyond like your body. And and we're not told that enough as gay men. We're told that like that's what we are, our bodies. And and you know, we yeah. We, and we a get lot lost. of the time when when we get um, stuck in that, when something does come along, um, it's hard to believe. Yeah, definitely. You know? <laughs> yeah, because you're kind of like. You know, like, as we've just said, you know, uh, dudes have changed their narratives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't and believe people. Like, right. It's like you start not to believe uh, something um, when it is good. And even with that, you just have to be so careful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so careful because, you know, like, dudes do shift their narratives, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily matter if it's, you know, dominant energy or uh, feminine energy. Right. It's just something that happens on um, on both parts. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I feel like I, when it comes to... Um, I feel like, a, 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 honestly, like a huge part of it, and I know people like feel controversial about this, but it is what it is. I feel like a huge problem and in our community and, and it's not everyone's problem. Not everyone has this problem, but I feel like everyone is impacted by the effects of this problem. So many young black gays that are like fatherless and, or don't have like strong male figures in their lives or don't learn to build like meaningful connections with with other men like outside of sex um Mm -hmm. end up in these positions more often you know what I mean like I found in my younger days I was like really into older men and into um or like the idea of older men um and you know there was there was certain things that I needed that Mm -hmm. um it was almost like like how do I explain it? I was just like, it's projecting the things that I needed um, in, in that, in like that father figure onto like, mm-hmm. the men that I was searching for. Right. Which is like, I guess something we all kind of do and it can happen with women and, and mothers and whatever as well. But I think, I just yeah. think that that impacts 
so much of how so many of us uh, navigate the community, navigate our relationships and communicate in our relationships or don't, you know, um, and mm -hmm. the, even just a relationship with like other male friends, like it's hard to have relationships with other gay male friends, like just gay male friends, because, um, you know, communities are small. You've often had sex with these people or, you know, something or someone that you know of and, or, you know, there's all these, there's all this, there's always like this mix. Um, but I feel like mm -hmm. we, we, we just, we don't know how to build healthy relationships with men so often because of like a lack of a, of a father figure for, for a lot of us, not everybody. Um, yeah. and, then, and then that translates into like our, our, yeah, our relationships. Right. Totally. And that's, um, that's even straight relationships too. Yeah. For sure. Um, for me, it's, a, it's like, it's similar, but also a little bit different. Um, my father was a part of my life when I was younger, uh, still is a part of my life now, but my father had a job where he was away from home a lot, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I had, um, you know, my mom take care of me, but I had uh, my grandma take care of me. Mm. And my grandma was somebody that initially uh, raised me gave me my philosophies gave me my heart right. and she has made me attracted to love on like the feminine side of things mm -hmm. so i've noticed that when you know whenever i would date or whenever i like was out there you know i was attracted to uh feminine energy right for sure, because that's what felt comforting to me. Mm -hmm. But I also, I also um, really like that because, like, even uh, with my partner now, you know, like whenever I'm like just like upset, not upset at him, but just you know, like maybe yeah. I had a bad day or something. Yeah. You know? Like all I'll really need to do is just like lay my head on his lap. Mm. That's cute. And that will just like give me like everything I need. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's like I've like I've almost been programmed with the relationship that I did have with my grandmother to seek love and uh almost to seek that uh feminine uh energy right. side of things. So I don't necessarily I feel like with my my dad not being home so much. Um, I feel like that's kind of shifted um, my perspective of men mm -hmm. uh, because women took care of me. Right. You know? mm -hmm. But it's like, I'm not straight. <laughs> you know <laughs> right. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, obviously, like, I am very much interested in men, but I'm not necessarily interested in the masculine side right. of it. Right, because I feel like that's something that I kind of had to build on my own mm. and find out what masculinity meant to me. Right, because it's like obviously, you know, like I've had those experiences with my father, where you know, especially being black, you know, where I was bullied into being masculine. Right, you know, like mm -hmm. literally like bullied into being masculine, and it's like. Why is me just not being a man not enough? Right. Mm -hmm. 
why why all this extra shit gotta come with it? You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, and that's why like I always will say that like I'm just Raymond. Right. Because I don't wanna fit into a, a category of what masculinity and that definition may mean to other people. Yeah. Because I know what it means to me, you know? Yeah. I could say I'm masculine and I know what that means for me. But somebody else may hear me say that like I'm masculine and take high offense to that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why many of the times I'll just, you know, like I'm just Raven. Right. I love how I love. And that's it. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to think about that, like um that that kind of opposite way that you like it makes sense to think like you find safety in in feminine energy like you that's that's like comfort to you um it's just it's always interesting to think like the way just look at that like two different ways that like the lack of a father presence or consistent father presence you know altered like you feel more attractive feminine energy because that's like that makes you feel safe and i feel like in my friendships that's how i am because i was always with my mom like all my friends Mm -hmm. are girls you know like i have some guy friends but most Mm -hmm. of my friends are girls um, and I think that's yeah. just because I'm so comfortable. I know how to navigate like relationships with females, but again, like right. not having the right um, relationships with males growing up, I think that it's made that more challenging. It's made that <clears throat> that more challenging, and then it's like I've almost like I'm almost like emulating the way that I learned to love from my mom, and then you know looking for like that. Not that I'm, I'm not that not, I feel like now, not so much, like because of how much more aware I am of, you know, the way that I can, I can project, like, I'm not really necessarily in the same place now, but I, 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 could, I really recognized after a long while that I was just like, why am I like, not only am I looking for like a certain masculinity, um, it's almost mm-hmm. like a very specific masculinity to like take on, I, like in real life, I feel like I'm a really dominant person. And I think in uh-huh. my love life, I I almost am like looking to be submissive. You know what I mean? Like I'm almost looking to be, yeah. be because I'm a very dominant person, and because I'm again like I I watched my mom just be like super strong and do everything on her own. Like that was my experience. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of like okay, this is who I I ha- I am or who I'm who I'm mirroring, and then you know still searching for this like some someone to just like take the reins. You know, which which I guess comes from yeah. that like lack of father father uh, figure. Mm-hmm. but and it's weird you know, you know what's kind of interesting about that so my partner um was raised by his father mm. so it's it's very interesting because right. he does have a feminine uh energy to him mm. but he also has a very very much like a masculine energy to him mm. you know and like sometimes that shit will catch me off guard, <laughs> you know, because yeah. sometimes it's like <laughs> I'm like, you know, like I'm like I'm literally like I'm a baby when it comes to him, you know, mm-hmm. like when like I'm with him, I it's like full blown like toddler mode, you know, <laughs> yeah, like carry me, give me my bottle, all of that. <laughs> Not carry you know, me, give me my bottle. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's just like true though. Like he just yeah. he does, does something to me, and it just makes me like 
screw it all my mm. walls down you know yeah. where it's like I'm, my point here is to say that how you say um you like to feel uh submissive in your relationships i like to feel submissive within that sense with him right because when i'm with him i feel like it just feels good to be myself you know yeah yeah to to lay my head down on his lap you know to mm-hmm. not feel like i have to be this big bad that society has always told me i need to be right you know mm-hmm. to kind of to kind of just like be taken care of you know yeah like, exactly obviously we take care of each other and it's like you know like i'm you know like i'm the dominant type so right. it's like i kind of lead in a sense but i also like the feeling of that i could be submissive with him as well yeah yeah and i think that's due to um the masculine energy he has but also uh the feminine energy he has as well yeah so i really like um that dynamic uh within him and i like that dynamic within me because he had his upbringing right yeah and then i had my upbringing and i just love how it kind of matches like mm-hmm. positive and negative batteries you know yeah that's really cute that's like, really I'm sweet. Always, like i'm i'm always telling him that um i feel that like we are two gears moving in opposite directions mm. but it's worth making this engine go right oh that's so nice Sorry, it's like yeah. an old person. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sweet, romantic. <laughs> but it's it just it 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 feels good, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. What I need, he naturally has, and um, what he needs, I naturally have. Uh, we never really had to necessarily disclose what we needed. Mm. It was just something that happened naturally. We both had. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, I never really had to say, you need to love me like this, you know? Mm -hmm. That was just something that matched right out the gate. Wow. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. It's interesting how, like, our upbringings kind of have, like, a little bit of say in that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's also interesting that you have two different upbringings that can match two people perfectly together. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like it gives like soulmate vibes. <laughs> uh, like, like twin flames. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's like you were meant, you were on, you're on the path you're meant to be on, and, and you know, like you, you found one another. We were supposed to find them at the right time, you know. That I feel like that's really rare. Like whose childhood just happened to, even in contrasting, like fit. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's really dope. Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. Well, I am. I've absolutely loved every moment of this conversation. I have to say, um, <laughs> I feel like I, um, I haven't talked about like being gay in a while like, i haven't talked about like i don't know just just i'm kidding i'm, I'm so gay but i haven't just talked about like uh, um i don't know the, re- the 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 realities of 
this i have a little bit in previous shows but i think just in depth about and thinking just even reflecting on the ways that um i felt and just hearing like another experience of um you know another black gay on a totally different coast you know in a totally different part of the world um but with like really like like shared experiences that i feel like um i just think that's beautiful i think that's wonderful and i love that i love humanity (laughs) and i think that happens often because you know being gay is something we don't often talk about because we were always taught not to talk about it yeah you know Uh and then it's it's the whole it's the whole um self-discovery thing of like this is who i am but when we find that out we're like well into like our teens or maybe even older yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like the conversation just about just being gay and what gay means with being black or within dating it's just it's pretty absent you know yeah it is it is really absent and um it's it's especially when you said like we're we were you know like raised to not talk about it it's exactly that like I remember just even after coming out, like I did not want to call myself gay. Like <laughs> I yeah. was gonna die on the bi train, baby. I was like, no, <laughs> I like sexual. Like, but no, you're not. Like, I, I definitely have yeah. like I, I I do have like not putting the putting the little pinky right in the pool and being like, oh, I'm bi. Right, know? exactly. Like, are you in love? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, you're not love. Like, let's be realistic. You're very gay. And the bottom. Like, you get know, it together. Like, but, that, but it's like, that's what we have to do um, to kind of, like, to feel comfortable, you yeah. know? Yeah. To, uh, slowly, like, get our foot in the door, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because it's, like, we're telling, like, other people, like, you know, we're bi or pansexual or whatever yeah. when we're well let me just speak for myself here um when i was first like coming out to people like i was telling people uh that i was by yeah and that was more so for me than for them you right know? because if i did give you the whole i'm gay speech <laughs> their reaction would have been the same as me telling them i'm by you right know? mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But I did it for me because it's kind of like it's kind of just getting comfortable with myself and my sexuality. Right. And I felt like that if I were to say it like that, I would kind of just be saying to myself that you're not all the way, you know? Right. Like almost kind of, almost kind of like saying you're still pretty normal. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. You're not all the way on that side, you know? Like right. you're still like you're still normal. You're still the way society wants to you to be you yeah know? yeah but uh, that just it just wasn't true right and i feel like for a lot of us like bisexuality is kind of like this gateway um because yeah. it, it does feel easier and i, I think it's, it's because of like hyper masculinity you know like it's it's like the toxic masculinity that we haven't unlearned that makes us feel like I, like it's a safer space to be in when it's like you already know what the deal is you know but i feel like it's it's the way that men are already like you mentioned like bullied into masculinity a lot of the time um Mm -hmm. that's a part of it for a lot of us you know when it comes to like um you know being told to keep in our emotions or you know what like boys don't cry or boys don't you know do this that and the other thing what all the what all the things that people say boys don't do that boys definitely do um right 
and I feel like that's a part of it. So I think that just like we in that phase of initially coming out in that like, you know, quote unquote bi phase, a lot of us have. I think it's like us, like like you mentioned, getting comfortable and it's not about other people's comfort. It's like about our own. It's like this feels like this is going to be easier yeah. somehow. And if like, you know, mm -hmm. we, we use comparison as as the standard. I don't know why. Just like for everything. Um, and so it's like, oh, if I'm not here, you know, if I'm not all the way over here, like you said, like, it, it's, it's fine. Like, I'm just like, I'm a little bit gay. Like, it's okay. You know, it's chill. Um, but it's like, you know, what's up, <laughs> you know, what's up, <laughs> like, and you've been new, like, yeah. Right. And it's funny because the people we're telling, they, you know, they've probably been though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like I could I literally could have just told the truth. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I wasn't ready to be truthful with myself. Exactly. That was something that I just wasn't ready for. I'll say like my mom was the only person my mom and I are so tight. And she's the only person who was like, Really? <laughs> she said like, like hey. didn't know. Yeah, like she didn't know. And like anyone like I told my siblings first. Um which like was really dope because they're like super supportive and awesome and um and then and i was like 17 or 16 and um mm -hmm. with my mom it just took me longer and i don't know why because she would have been real supportive um but when i told her she was just shocked she was like but you were dating jessica like you were so heartbroken when you guys woke up i was like yeah i was like <laughs> i was heartbroken <laughs> but i'm also gay like you know well at the time i said i was bi you know i'm like it's, i'm bi like but that was, you know, that was, uh -huh. that was love. And, and it wasn't, you know, that relationship was authentic. You know, it was like my high, my early high school relationship, like end of elementary into high school relationship. Um, so, you know, it was, yeah. I was authentic because I could be at that age. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, it just, it, it was, you know, you start to come out and you start to realize like what the realities are and you, you know, you start to become more comfortable with yourself. And like now, just now I'm like, I'm gay. Like what? Like I tell people I'm gay all the time, but I used to just not want to identify as gay. Like I would do anything to not identify oh. as gay. It was just crazy. It was just crazy. But now I was like, I'm gay as well. Like <laughs> it's like we take pride now, which is awesome. Right. I know. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And just loving loving um ourselves out loud. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like that's something that always um a little bit difficult for me yeah. um you know like i could always be like i'm gay and whatnot but showing it was a completely different thing yeah um i think what has helped me with that uh substantially is um when i am with my partner because there is just such a deep love that I have for him. Right. I don't I would never want him to feel out of place. Mm. You know. Mm -hmm. So it's like I do hold his hand in public. You know. Nice. Yeah. Like I, you, like we, like I act with him out of the house how I do in the house. Right. You know, like it's just it's the same energy and. A lot of that is because is I know what it feels like to feel like you can't do that, yeah. Or who's watching, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like all lives are on us, you know? Yeah. And a lot of the times, it's like now that I do it, I don't even look for eyes looking at 
us, you know? Yeah. Like I am just out here enjoying my life and enjoying my time uh, with my partner. Yeah. Which is how it should be. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing for us that we, you know, have to be in that space of like, yeah, who's watching, who's whatever. Like, it's just such a, uh, you know, I mean, and not everyone, you know, not everyone in the world is, is, is privileged to live in places where that, that can be the case yet. Um, but I think right. that like the more that us, the more of us that like love ourselves and our partners, that, um, you know, the more normalized it becomes, right. The more that people see it, it's not something that like people feel like they have to hide and it's not something that people have to be ashamed about or, you know what I mean? Um, right. Because I do, I am never going to diminish my partner's feelings or my partner's happiness. Right. To make somebody that I don't even know comfortable. Comfortable, exactly, exactly. It's, it's exactly not it. about making them comfortable. It's about making my partner comfortable. Because yeah, that is who I'm with in that moment, and that is who I care about. And half of these people that you know are out and about, and you know, see us in public, I'm never going to see them again. Exactly. You know? so, and it's like I don't even know them, so right. it's like. Why would I want to make them comfortable versus the person I'm planning on spending the rest of my life with? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely hear that. That's exactly it. You shouldn't have a partner. You shouldn't be. I, I just, I don't, I I don't, I'm like, look, if we together, <laughs> you're going to hold my hand. <laughs> you're going to kiss me. <laughs> you're going to, like, <laughs> this is romantic. Like, I'm not, I'm not in a, in a relationship to hide or to only, like, touch your hand when we're at home, you know? Um, it doesn't mean, like, yeah. you need to shove your tongue down my throat, you know, in the middle of Times Square. It's just, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that was my comparison uh-huh. when I don't even live in New York. Um, but, <laughs> um, but you know, it's but, like. A right, right. Um, but, like, that, but I, I want, there's going to be PDA. And I used to not be that person, but <laughs> there better be PDA. Like, you need to show all these <laughs> bitches what it is. Like, I need everyone to know. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. And that's kind of like, that's how I am a lot with mm-hmm. him. I did, like, a lot of the things I do with him, I've never done before. Yeah. Um, it just, it feels very good just to be so out there, you know? Yeah. To just be like, I do not give one absolute single fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't. Like, my my focus is purely our happiness together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, as it should be. I'm not, you know, I'm just not trying to, like, make anybody feel comfortable. I right. don't care so much less. Like, literally, know? who cares? Like, literally, who cares about these people? <laughs> <laughs> so much less. Like, I even remember um, uh, when we had gone on our uh, first date, uh, we were at Universal Studios and we were waiting for, like, this Harry Potter uh, fireworks show. Mm. And, like, he... Like, he was in front of me, and I had my arms wrapped around him, and I was, like, standing behind him. And there was this family in front of us, and I think it was uh, it was a husband and wife, and it was a child maybe about, like, 8 to 10 years old. Okay. And then they had um, 
maybe like a three-year-old or a four-year-old baby in the mom's arms, you know? Mm-hmm. So the child, the 10-year-old, had turned and looked at us, and my partner didn't even see it, and had turned and had told his mom something, and then mom had turned and looked. Mm-hmm. And then she had changed the position of the baby. Oh, so wow. the baby, So the baby wouldn't see us. Oh, my you know? God. And when that happened, my my partner at the time did not, um, I mean, like, when I say at the time, like, during that specific time, mm-hmm. he did not, um, he didn't notice, you know, and I didn't tell him because I didn't want him to feel any type of way, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, this was our first date, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. When this time, and... I feel like may, maybe like past Raymond would have like eased off a little bit, you know, Yeah. to make that family feel comfortable. But I remember that was like one of my first times where I was just like, no, you know? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm here initially with my family, just like they are, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And we have a right to be here, you know? Yeah, and exist how you want to exist. I have no, and I have a right to hold my partner and watch this fucking fireworks. Right, right. right. (laughs) Not doing anything like great. Just it just shouldn't be like this like thing. Like it just it shouldn't be a thing. Like it shouldn't be a spectacle. You know, it shouldn't be something. And like for the parents, like (laughs) turn their baby away. It's like. that baby <laughs> does not care <laughs> that baby literally right. does not care like not like your baby's probably gonna be gay anyways growing up like in this time like come on like what are you talking yeah. about like what what are you doing turning your kid away like that's just so dramatic um and there's always that misconception that if my child doesn't see it they won't become it but it's like we didn't even have anything gay to look up to when we were younger right but we were yes, just gay <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, we just had to, we had to get on, on the internet and figure it out. Like. Right, exactly. You yeah. know, so yeah. it's funny that there's that misconception that if you see it, you become it. Or right. just, you know. Right, like we should, should be straight should be if that's the case. Uh, right. <laughs> because <laughs> we didn't have shit. We didn't have shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> like we should just like, just by default be straight if that's the case. Like it's like people forget that yeah. ask that that part when they're think, saying that, you know. Um. Okay, this has been. <laughs> I already said this, and I'm saying it again. This has been such a great conversation. Um. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Like I said, it's 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 so refreshing to be able to have these conversations, um, with people who really you know understand and and live the experience. So thank you for being here and sharing everything with everybody. Of course. Uh, thank you for ha- having me. Of course. It was a great conversation, Trey. Good. I'm so <laughs> glad you feel that way. Uh, um, so, guys, as always, um, thank you so much for listening. If you've listened this far, I am so grateful, as always. Um, that is all I've got. <laughs> it's been nice. It's been cute. It's been fun. Thank you, thank you, and I will talk to you guys next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Later.